So a guy goes home to his wife and he's like, oh my God, honey, you're not going to believe it. I just won the lottery. And she says, oh my gosh, where are we going? And he says, I don't know, but pack your bags and be out by five. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. Uh, so can you introduce us now? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello, Nerdalurians from the galaxy to your ears. It's the Nerd Holocron. Today's episode, we're going to be covering... May the 4th, which is Star Wars Day, May the 4th be with you, and Revenge of the 5th, and the newest one, this is the May. So we're going to start off with, what did you think, with Adrian talking about Batman, Death in the Family. Okay, Batman, Death in the Family is a DC showcase. Um, another one they did was uh, Shazam and Superman versus Black Adam, yeah. and a bunch of those stories, which I was really excited about. Uh, I didn't like the first story they had, which was Death in the Family, because it's basically just under the Red Hood, but with Bruce Wayne doing commentary. <laughs> and it was kind of, it's like, you're just rehashing this fucking movie, and you're making it shorter. It's, it was annoying. I didn't Bruce like it. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that I did like about this is that... um. One thing I liked about Under the Red Hood is like I like seeing Nightwing. I like seeing Jason Todd oh, yeah. as grown-ups. You know what I mean? They're yeah. their own people. And uh, and Bruce jokes about his contingency plan to defeat Superman. He jokes about it. And then Superman says something. He's like, yeah, if you ever stop coming to me with your problems, I might have to enact my contingency plan on you. And then it's like, I'm pretty sure Batman has a contingency plan for your contingency plan. <laughs> um, so that was pretty cool. But the next story I thought was way better. It's called Sergeant Rock. And uh, the beginning of the this little, the, whatever. He, it's World War II. He's fucking, he loses all of his unit. He's upset about it. And the army's like, look, you're going to take this special team and basically just shut up like secret missions top secret mission you're taking top secret soldiers with you all this other stuff and he's like well who am i taking and they give him like this those manila envelopes he opens it he's like oh. so his his little fire team is a werewolf a vampire and a frankenstein monster really Yes, it's pretty cool. Like, they're just fucking killing people. Anyway, his mission is to go and get these Nazi scientists. And so he's like, remember, we need them alive. So they go, and the Nazi scientist has made basically zombies. and But he made them from Rock, Sergeant Rock's unit. Oh, so they're people he knows. And uh, it's pretty fucking crazy. I wrote down here, uh, Sergeant Rock. American badass monsters, Nazis. Yeah. It's pretty cool. There, you guys can't see it, but there is an American flag waving <laughs> behind Adrian when he said that. And an eagle flew right out of his asshole into the sky. <laughs> I keep it up there just for this situation. It's no longer bald because his head's covered in shit. Oh. <laughs> the next one I wrote was, I mean, the next one after that was called Adam Strange. Now, this one's a little weird. He's like a defender 
on his home planet. And it was crazy because his home planet was invaded by hawk people, you know, like Hawkman, Hawk yeah. Girl, people like that. Really? But this giant laser beam from outer space came and took him away. His wife was dead, but he was trying to get out of her. It's like, where's our daughter? I need to find our daughter. And he wasn't even able to go find her. This laser beam took him and it transplanted him somewhere else on another planet. And like this guy found him. He's like, look, I need somewhere to like calculate fucking when this fucking laser is going to come back. And anyway, a long time has passed. He's a drunk now. He's a lot older. And uh, he's still trying to figure it out, but not really. He's kind of giving up hope a little bit. And he keeps looking at this like hologram of his daughter. And he's like, anyway, he lives on a mining planet where they're mining for stuff. And they're mining for stuff. And they hit this thing. And these big insect things come out. And they start eating people. And everyone goes back to the town to defend the town. And when he sobers up, he sees, he's like, oh, shit. So he puts on all his space equipment, and he goes out there, and he saves everybody. He, like, bombs all these bugs. He shoots them. It's pretty badass. And then they're all leaving, and they're like, well, why don't you come with us? He's like, I can't. I need to get back to my daughter, and that thing is going to come back here, and I have to be here when it comes. They're like, all right. And then when everybody leaves, his pack goes boop, boop. And the laser beam comes back and takes him, and that's the end of it. Huh. It was pretty cool. Like a laser? Or like a like a, just a beam oh, of so light. No, I can't, I, I just say like the, okay, yeah. the last, no. Phantom Stranger was the one after that. Oh. Is it about that guy with the nose that has no face? No, that's, I think that, his name is The Question or something. Yeah. I don't know. No, this guy, he has a face. He just has a mask, but he has, like, this hat. and like He's a magical dude. Okay. And uh, this one, oh, my God. Basically, there's this guy who sucks the life out of people. He, like, seduces them, and they come to his oh, place. So and then, yeah. <laughs> and um, there's this one girl that the Phantom Stranger's like, you shouldn't go in there. You're not like your friends. You need to not go in. He's like, I want to do whatever I want. And uh, he's like, all right, bitch. Anyway, she goes in there and they finds out that this guy, Seth, is evil. And he drains people of their life to stay young or whatever. The Phantom Stranger's like, yo, you're not touching this bitch. She's coming with me. And he's like, oh, yeah? And they start fighting. And then this girl figures out that Seth is evil and she kills him. And then that's it. And then she leaves. It's a little better than that, but it's a little weird. The last one is called Death. This one fucked me up, bro. Let me fucking tell you. So it's about this guy in his life, and just basically he's a failure at every point in his life. He had a really rough childhood, and it just keeps getting fired. And He's an artist, and he's just missing this one thing. Like His work is good, but it's not great. And so he's like, man. So just one day in the hallway, he uh, he sees this beautiful woman, and he's like taken back by her. He's like, oh my god, like I need to paint you. And she's like, oh, he just makes a joke about it, but like he can't stop thinking about her. And um, it just his whole life, like it just keeps going back to how shitty his life is. But anyway, it goes, and then like he hears people arguing outside his window, 
and he sees her and these people are arguing with her he's like hey you need to leave her alone i'm calling the police and so he goes down there and they're gone and she's like you didn't call the police did you he's like no no i didn't but anyway it kind of it kind of tells you that she's death uh because there was a car accident over there and the people that she was talking to mm-hmm. are over there so the people that were talking to her were their spirits. Oh shit! Yeah, but like it kind of hints at it. But you know, this guy, whatever. They go up back up to his apartment. And she allows him to paint her, and whatever he lost when he was a child, he found that in her and inspired him. And he made this really beautiful painting, but he was already dead. Oh shit! And his apartment is starting to burn down because he was smoking when he died. And he was like, you can take me, you can, this whole place can burn, but please save this painting. That's how amazing this painting was to him. And, and it was, like, I saw, you know, the little picture afterwards, and I was like, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, I can't even explain it. You have to watch it. Okay. Uh, but thank you for recommending this, because this was awesome. Okay. Except for Death in the Family, I should just come. Kind of <laughs> uh, it's like, I already watched this movie, but okay. But anyway, and I had you watch Dark Shadows with Johnny Depp and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. I have known about this movie, but I never watched it because, like, no one ever talks about it. And, like, no one ever said anything about it. But it's insane how many famous people are in there and, like, how good it is in general. It's, like, a vampire story. But it's about Johnny Depp, who's like this really rich guy. His name is Barnabas Collinsworth or Collins, I think. Collins, something like that. His family like made this small town that they live in, and they live in this super fancy mansion because they have a cannery fishing business. And he ends up hooking up with one of the servants there, and the servant girl wants him to like commit to her. She's like tell her you love me and you want to be with me. And he's like, no, we can do it, but I don't want to be with you like that. I'm like, the hell out of here. I'm in love with this other girl, Juliet. And so it turns out that the servant girl is very wounded and spurned by his advance. So she convinces Juliet to jump off a cliff because she's a witch. Yep. And uh, Barnabas goes out there to save her because she's on this place called the Widow's Cliff where widows throw themselves off of the cliff and their husbands are coming up from sea, just like a widow's peak on a house, I think. Yeah. And uh, he tries to save her, but she falls to her death, so he kills himself by throwing himself off also. But instead of dying, he gets up and finds out that he's been turned into a vampire by this witch lady. So he goes back to his family and he like continues to run the business until the witch convinces everyone in town that he's a monster. So they, I guess, it doesn't show him, but it implies that they try to kill him with different ways and nothing works. So they just bury him alive in a coffin. And then years later in the 1970s, they're digging up <clears throat> wherever he's buried and he gets set free and he kills the people that take him out because he hasn't drinking blood and all that time and uh-huh. he goes back to his family who are these uh it's the his descendants that are living there 
and they lost all their money and they just have the house. And he tells the main lady that runs the house, it's her, her brother, and she has a nephew and her own daughter. And um, he tells her, like, I can help you get the family business to what it was again. And she's like, you can live here and stay with us, but you can't tell anyone you're a vampire. So it's about him, like, adjusting to life in the 70s as a vampire, and it's pretty funny. And then later on, he ends up meeting the witch that killed him, and it's, like, back and forth with them trying to get back at each other. But it's got tons of action and, like, cool CGI effects and stuff. I mean, it's like a modern movie, but like it was just really good. Like Danny Elfman did the music, and it's Tim Burton directed, and it has like so many famous people that I've seen and like. I'm just surprised like it didn't get the recognition it deserved. Yeah, but I watched it. I'm probably gonna buy it. I like it really much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So overall, we had a good selection of yeah, movies. Yeah, I give it nine out of ten on that one. Yeah, mine was also an eight out of ten. I tried to get. Adrian watched Tenet, and he could only get think about the pitch meeting, so he couldn't get past it. <laughs> Honestly, it was already confusing just watching that opening scene. Really? I thought it was. The whole point of the movie, by the time you get to the end, is like it's just a never-ending loop of the same thing having to happen all the time. So eventually, in the future, he finds found the group that... Uh, that stops these people that are trying to destroy the past, basically. Yeah, and I don't don't care. <laughs> I'm dead. So, anyways, we're gonna move on to nerd news. Yes, we got some pretty interesting stuff, I guess. Yes, we do. What do you got? Uh, I don't. I just have May the Fourth. You have the. Oh, okay. Something's in my. Fucking ear. I don't know what the fuck's going on with my headphone. Uh, okay, so I saw this today and I thought it was pretty interesting. It says that there was a probe flying through space and it picked a, picked up radio signals from Venus. And I was like, what? And I started reading it and this guy basically saying like they haven't gotten any new information from Venus since 1992. So for them, this is very exciting. So... Yeah, aliens exist, guys. I guess our humans exist on Venus. Uh, it was weird. Like I was telling Steven, I was like, they pick up this radio signal and they listen to it, and it's just this, you know, alien language. Like, gah, 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 gah. And they or hear your ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> and then they hear, doo, 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 doo. and then they just like, we're never going to be us. <laughs> but yeah, all right, you. Uh, all right, so. Uh, oh, if you haven't seen it already, they announced like they did like a phase four announcement that they showed all the new movies that are going to be coming out. So there was like snippets of Black Widow clips and Shang Chi and the Eternals, which I'm super excited about. Yes, Kasi Kumail Nanjiani is my favorite comedian. He's one of the Eternals in the movie, but got to see his look his costume a little bit, I think. And it had, it's like narrated by Stan Lee, and it talks about how he created the Marvel Universe to showcase different heroes of all genders, races, sexual orientations, like everyone and anyone is under the umbrella of the Marvel Universe and they are represented through these stories. So like 
it lives on and it's up to us to like keep watching them and remember what they stand for you know yes so very cool okay do you want canes or wendy's Ooh, wendy's sounds good you've never had canes but you want wendy oh my god i mean i know i like wendy's canes is good man but all right we're good, okay. Let's make a if run. you don't like canes I don't know. My mom's making chicken. Okay. As long as they got macaroni and like mashed potatoes or something. They don't have that shit. They don't have macaroni? It's fucking chicken tenders, crinkle cut fries, a little thing of coleslaw, and cane sauce. What kind of bullshit is that? Okay. And, and a buttered piece of bread. Oh, wow. All right. I'll try to guess. All right. Anyway, sorry. Just hijacked this podcast. <laughs> That's our food order. So anyways, we're going to be talking about Star Wars Day, like we mentioned, and I looked up some facts about what the origins of Star Wars Day actually are, and it turns out that it originates back to a 1979 newspaper article in the UK that was paid for by the the UK Conservative Party to celebrate the party's general election. I guess they won whatever they running for it. Mm-hmm. and the ad said may the fourth be with you maggie i guess she was like the representative of the general election party and in 2011 the first official organized star wars day was on may the 4th 2011 at the toronto underground cinema and was hosted by sean ward and alice quinn and it included trilogy trivia game show celebrity judge costume contest Star Wars tribute films and Star Wars parody films. Oh, nice, nice. And yeah. once LucasArts was bought out by Disney in 2012, they like officially recognized it as a holiday and began special events for it from Skywalker Ranch and like you know, Disney and stuff. Very cool. So it wasn't official until Disney got their claws into it. Then they're like, oh, and now we can have an ethnic celebration about it. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I know there's a bunch of you out there that aren't real Star Wars fans, and you're just taking advantage. Like, oh, look how cool and trendy I am. (laughs) Fuck you. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So for Star Wars Day, we attempted no we watched the bad batch it yes. just came out that day i was excited for it you were excited i was i was like i don't really know what this is but i'm ready to see it yeah so then we watched it <laughs> is that what we call it uh like it was really long and boring and i didn't understand where it was going or what it was doing yeah it didn't feel like I don't know. It just feels like it's. It could have been like a one-shot sort of thing. It didn't doesn't feel like a show at all. No, like I didn't care. I like I didn't know who that Jedi was. I didn't know who her Padawan was. I didn't give a fuck about who they were. Right. And then it's. I don't know, man. It's like when you saw them on Clone Wars. I was kind of like, eh, okay. Like I wasn't too thrilled about it. And then. They were like, oh, there's a show. I was like, well, maybe it'll be cool. And I was excited, and it just wasn't. Like, it takes place after Order 66 and the reorganization from the – what the fuck is it called? The, the Republic the, to the Empire. The Republic to the Empire. The Republic to the Empire. 
And I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I said, like, it's a lot of uh, politics of these newer prequel movies compared to the other ones, but I guess the general idea was the Bad Batch is five, well, technically four clones, and then five when you count the little girl and not count the robot dude for yeah. whatever reason. And they're like genetically defective clones, so like they are different sizes and they have different looks to their faces. And each of them has like a specific skill set inside their mind that's like amplified compared to other clones. So one of them's like really good with technology, one's like a sharp shooting sniper guy, one is like has like a super strong hunting sense and like strong intuition, I guess. He looks like Rambo. And he could like track people really well and notice if he's being followed or something. Like Wolverine, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> And the other was the cyborg guy who got caught in an explosion or something, so they put him back together, and now he's got, like, a lobot sort of thing on the back of his head. And the last guy is this big tank motherfucker that just likes blowing shit out. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the clones don't even really like him. Yeah, they're like, oh, look, it's the bad batch of idiots. <laughs> uh, they made it show. Uh, yeah. It's just not great. <laughs> And yeah, I just don't know where it's going. Like, I don't really feel like they set anything up worth following up. Yeah, like the one famous Star Wars character you get to see is Saw Gerrera, and like, there's no movie about Saw. He's in movies, he's in shows, he's in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the game, but like, he's not like a icon of Star Wars where you're like, oh, hey, Sagarera. Like I was telling you, I'm really pissed off. That guy looked more Puerto Rican than he did black. <laughs> and it wasn't voiced by Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, the guy sounded nothing like Forrest Whitaker. He's just taking these big, breathy speeches. Like, <gasps> and what was I going to do when I couldn't wipe my butt anymore? Right? I was like, who the fuck is this Puerto Rican dude on the show right now? I'm going to give a fuck. Yeah, that was a disappointment. And like, all right, just right off the bat, like that that sniper guy, Crosshair. It's like, okay, we get it. This guy's gonna betray the group, right? Like, like really heavily imposed that, like. But it doesn't make any sense if they're all defective clones and they don't listen to the order sixty six chip inside their head. Why would only one of them have it slightly work? Or like... well, I mean, because they're defective and the. The chips don't work in all of them, except the chip kind of works in his. Like, kind of, kind of. I mean, they look. They this had to happen so the show could happen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and their whole thing is like they don't follow orders, but they all follow the main guy Hunter's orders, though. So it's like you don't follow orders, or you don't follow anyone else's but Hunter's orders because yeah. he looks like Rambo and he'll kill you in your sleep or something with a flaming arrow in the heart. And then with the kid, like where the fuck does she fit in all this? She doesn't have any special skills or anything that we see. Does he force sensitive? You can't force. You can't clone a force user until the last. I mean, until the rise of Skywalker. So yeah. Well. Um, if she she's defective, but she's still a clone, so she might throughout the series 
they have accelerated growth, so she might grow up pretty quick throughout the whole series yeah. too. I don't know. And then that Jedi kid, like, where what the fuck is his deal? Yeah, I heard a rumor that he's like Caden Glass from the Star Wars Rebel show, but why would anyone want to see a child version of him? Oh man! Yeah, it just like doesn't feel like it goes anywhere. It doesn't set anything up. Doesn't make you want to see an episode two or anything. But we are. (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna sit through it. Yeah, that's one thing. We're Star Wars fans, okay? We watch shit, even though it's bad. We're still gonna watch. We watched Caravan of Courage, and that was painful, (laughs) painstakingly painful. But, Hello? Uh, this is he. Uh, anyways. But yeah. Um, oh, like we said, there's like uh, this other little girl that's there uh-huh. on Camino. So, like, they don't follow Order 66. They're supposed to kill a Jedi, and they kill. Um, the other folks kill I, the main. You can Jedi. stay there. I really want canes. I'll, I'll tip but you extra. The, uh, Padawan like runs away and Hunter's like, oh, let's go get him and see what the hell's going on. And his co-workers yeah. uh, crosshair like <laughs> trying to kill him. And he's like, what the fuck? And he lets him get away. And the big reveal is General Tarkin. And Tarkin's like, well, these Bad Batch clones could be useful because if you want to switch from a clone army to a stormtrooper army because it's more cost-effective and they're disposable, basically, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's... I mean, I looked into what happened after the Order 66 thing, and it said that they stopped production on the clone armies, and they utilized what they had left, and then just enlisted all sorts of different aliens from all over the galaxy as stormtroopers. So it's just a mix of the two of them until the clones died out. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> the clones were good. But they just weren't. There was too much money. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, we're gonna see where it goes. Hopefully, it gets better. I don't want to sit here and just totally shit on it completely, yeah. even though there's it gave me nothing. <laughs> it's a, we both agree. It's like it's not good, but it's not bad or horrible. You know, it's just like it's just there. Yeah, really didn't get anything from it. Not excited at all. No. But, uh, all right, guys, we're going to go on break real quick, and we'll be right back. And we're back from our break. Yes. Much-needed break. Not really. <laughs> it's it's been a long fucking day, dude. Oh god, I know. God damn. Uh yeah, my dog ran away and I guess someone stabbed her. So <laughs> I, they took her to the vet. The vet said she was fine. And uh, you know, give her these antibiotics. We'll see her in five days. Show up again. And he's like, Look, you can either take her home, make sure she takes the antibiotics and it looks like it's gonna heal fine, or you can let me sew her up, she can heal faster and less risk of infection. I was like, cool. Like 10 hours later, he's like, oh, you can pick up your dog now. I was like, fuck, man. After you called them. Yeah, after I fucking called them and shit. God damn. Anyway, guys, so 
I want to say this before we talk about what we're going to talk about next. Okay. We watched Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure. Okay. Now, I know a lot of you out there complain about this Star Wars movie and that character and this character. I want I want you to know if you haven't seen this movie, you're not a real Star Wars fan. Right. Okay. Second, I encourage you to watch the Star Wars movie only for the reason just to really just to really drive it home that George Lucas didn't have to do shit. He didn't have to make these prequel movies. He didn't have to do nothing. This could have been the extended universe. That's it. Okay? This is all you could have had. And you guys are just... You forced this guy to sell Star Wars and does not give a fuck about Star Wars anymore. But you guys don't even realize what we could have just been left with, which is shit. (laughs) So... Be more respectful to the creator, okay? Now, Caravan of Courage. <laughs> Guys, this movie's bad. This movie's real bad. <laughs> uh, so these this family crash lands on Endor, and uh, the parents are who the fuck knows where. Right? The kids are saved by Ewoks, and it's awful. What 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 do you think? Uh, it looks like it was filmed really well. Like the picture is very clear, but it's like they filmed it on a petting zoo set, like behind someone's house, out the country or something, because they have llamas and chickens and ferrets. Yeah, <laughs> and I saw the ferret. I was like, Are you fucking serious? They have ferrets on the scene, but. I, I would imagine if you're someone that exists and lives and breathes in the Star Wars universe, because it's like an older kid who's like maybe 13, 14 at the oldest, and a young girl who's like six or seven or maybe a little bit younger than that. But you would think that you would know there's other alien races out there that may or may not have some semblance of intelligence. And like, as soon as he encounters the Ewoks immediately, he's like, calling them names and trying to fight them and hurt them. And the Ewoks, for the most part, are like peaceful creatures. Like, if you mess with them, they're like, oh, shit, well, this is our planet. We'll fucking kill you, you know? So the little girl is nice to them, so they're like, oh, hey, we'll protect her and, you know, wrangle this fucking mean-ass kid away from her because he's probably going to hurt her. He's brandishing a gun and shit, talking about white power over Ewok power. <laughs> So, yeah, it's just, it's so bad. Yeah. Like, props to those kids, because you have to, props to all actors, because in any movie you make today, you're just standing in a green room, and you have to, like, do these, you have to say these lines and do these movements, and you're talking to empty air, like someone in a costume or something, especially back then, majority of, like, people in costumes. So you had to, like, Pretend and make it believable that you're talking to an Ewok and not a midget named Joe Schmo. Yeah. <laughs> Riggedy Toe. But yeah, it's just it's just bad. <laughs> uh, it's hilariously bad, but it's very bad. Yeah. Uh 
it's not very good. But I remember watching it as a kid and liking it, but like watching it as an adult, I was like, what the fuck? I forced my my mom to sit through this bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Uh, but yeah, there's a yeah big monster at the end. It had really great hair, though. I really oh, just... Yeah. yeah, it was a bad movie, and I just... I just don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> the kid is just so dumb, like racist as fuck. Man. Yeah, and the little girl's talking to one of the Ewoks, and she's explaining like, "Yeah, we crash landed here on Endor in our starship, and our parents are missing." And the Ewoks like, uh, "I don't really understand, but I get the general movement of what you're showing me." And I was inside your ship, so he's like, "Oh, okay." He, like picks up a toy. He's like came in a ship and crashed and now you're here and she's like yeah and the, the boy's like quit talking to him he's a fucking animal he doesn't know what you're talking oh. about he can't talk and she's like he can talk they're nice yeah they, he's an animal they're living <laughs> they're sleeping in their fucking hut right? on a fucking bed they they have livestock like <laughs> <laughs> they walk around they have hands and feet they have children. They have clothes. Barely have clothes, but yeah, it's just like they made weapons. And they have their own language, obviously. Like it's just it's retarded. Yeah, it's bad. It was real bad, guys. Yeah, it's funny, but it's uh, it was a one and done for me. I will never watch it if I can help it again. <laughs> there is another Ewok movie called Battle for Endor. Oh, God. And yes, I will force him to sit and watch it. I like to imagine, like, who are they pitching this movie to and convincing them, like, come on. It's like, hey, you kid, you want to be in a Star Wars movie? Yeah, I do. Is is Luke and, and Leia going to be in it? No. no. This, this is going to be your movie, your time to shine. If they're in this movie, they're going to take away the spotlight from you. Right. And he's like, oh, all right, I'll do it. And it's then, like some Make-A-Wish kid's like, ah, my dream is to be in a Star Wars movie. And they're like, oh, shit. Okay. We got the project <laughs> just for you. Uh, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll whip something out. <laughs> it's like one of those rich parents, like that girl that wanted a song about Fridays. Her dad paid for her so she oh, could have yeah. a pop-star experience. Yeah. They wanted to be Star Wars actors. <laughs> They're like, which one is your favorite? Uh, Return of the Jedi. I know what we'll do. We'll just cut out that scene with the Ewoks and stretch it out for two hours. Ugh, <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah. And it's like people shit on Star Wars over Star Trek all the time. But in Star Trek, the prime directive states of a creature or alien civilization is below advanced technologically that they can't achieve warp speed you don't engage them and you don't show them technology so <laughs> if this was star trek they'd be like oh, let's get out of here yeah and like one of the ewoks sacrifices himself so they can get away from the big monster that was keeping his parents prisoner or whatever and he just like picks up his axe and he's like well he's dead he's not gonna need this uh. Like, how do you know it's not ceremonial to him? Like, maybe he needs it in the next life, and he's going in defenseless. He's going to get eaten by the same monster you just killed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, God. It's funny, though. Yeah. Funny to make fun of it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're going to watch the second one. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Next year, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We're going to choke that one down later. But, uh, I don't know. 
I mean, outside of those, I watched uh, episode three and The Force Awakens. I was trying to watch as much Star Wars as I could. I just had Star Wars on that day, but watching the children, they're like not that interested in it, so it's no. hard. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. great. I, uh, I have a Star Wars tattoo, as some of you may know. Ooh. So, uh, get on my level. You know what I'm <laughs> I saying? wore a Star Wars shirt just with some of It's Grogu on a watch poster. I, I have a Xenomorph on my shirt. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a Xenomorph Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I think they did like a, a crossover thing where Darth Vader's fighting Xenomorphs. Oh, yeah? That's I think cool. so. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. What else you got? Uh, oh, actually, nerd news thing. Disney World or Land, whichever one of them, they're unveiling a new lightsaber that's like those ones you used to be able to get a sharper image where it's just like the tube, and then when you turn it on, it makes the noise and it lights up. But this one, I guess the tube is going to extend out on its own oh. and light up and make noise. Nice. Yeah, it says it's coming out next year, 2022. So it's going to be like a Disneyland or I'm not sure what, what it's called. The Star Wars experience, pretty much. Bet you that's going to be fucking expensive. Yeah, because you can go there and they let you build your own lightsaber. There's like different handles and crystals and different things. You can put it together. Like one of my favorite YouTubers goes all the time and he's got a collection of like six lightsabers he made customized himself. Very it's nice. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Uh, we're going to try to bring you more nerd news. It's a little more efficient. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what else you got? Uh... That was about it. I just have my recommendations. All right. Watch me talk about that final episode of Invincible you watched. Uh, sure. You finally saw some of it. And you're like, oh, shit. This is pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I mean, it was all right. Oh, what? <laughs> no, I mean, just finding out all that stuff is dad's an alien. He came to just make Earth weaker and he just almost killed his son, but then he realizes that he loves his son and he's like, I guess. Yeah, and like the show hit so hard because it's got all these famous voice actors. Well, regular actors, but it's got like Mark Hamill, J.K. Simmons, Stephen Yu, Sandra O, oh, Seth Rogen, uh, the girl from the Joker movie that he thinks he's his girlfriend, but she's really not. Oh, Domino. Yeah. And many more, I'm sure I'm forgetting. Yes. But the cool thing about the show that I really liked is, like, there's a government organization. Well, it's basically the Pentagon, and it's run by this guy named Cecil. And he's in charge of the Guardians of the Globe, which are their version of the Justice League. And, um, like, in the beginning, there's these two big blue guys that are, like, super strong, and they try to kill the president, and the Guardians of the Globe show up, and they're, like, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman-esque characters. And then Invince, I mean, no, Omni-Man shows up, and he's, like, I don't want to say Superman. He's more like Sentinel from uh, the Marvel Universe, because you can fly, and he's, like, super strong, and... He's like bulletproof or whatever, but he doesn't have heat vision or ice breath or something like that. But he's able to clean up the mess 
by himself instantly compared to the six of the Guardians of the Globe themselves doing it. And later on, each of the Guardians of the Globe gets like a a signal on their watch thing that tells them like, oh, go back to the headquarters. So they go back there and then they're like, who sounded the alarm? And no one figured it out. And then Omni-Man shows up and they're like, Omni-Man, what are you doing here? And he murders all of them horrifically. And it's pretty fucking gruesome. What he shit. And like kills them all and he makes it look like he was attacked. And while that is going on, his son, Mark, is waiting to figure out if he's going to have powers like his dad does because he's half human. And he does get his powers. So it follows him taking over because his dad laid up in the hospital because he hurts himself. And it's about Mark discovering who he is as a person, as the hero. And as the show progresses, it's like Omni-Man is like more and more evil and you're like what the fuck and then finally like he sits down with Mark and he's like tells him the story about where on his planet Veltrum everyone lives in peace and harmony and it's like a technologically advanced race of aliens that look similar to humans but they live like forever basically because the older they get the slower the aging process is and he was assigned to Earth to come here and help protect them because all of them go to a different planets and they're supposed to get them to the level that Veltrum's on. He makes it sound like this magical place. And then finally, when you get to the last episode, the season finale, they show, like, we know that you killed the Guardians of the Globe and they're trying to stop him and Mark has to fight his own dad. And he fucking goes up on him and beats the shit out of his own kid. Yeah. And tells him the real story about how in order to achieve a utopian society, they killed half of their race and only the strong survived. And then they flew out into the universe to conquer different worlds. But they stretched too thin, so they needed to like infiltrate the worlds and convince them to join the Viltrum Empire. And his dad nearly kills Mark, but with his time on Earth with Mark's mother, it like softened him and made him question who he is as an alien, I guess. Because he's like, you know me as your father, but I'm thousands of years old. You don't know me at all. But he can't bring himself to kill his own son, and he takes off back to his home world. And it's like, we're going to know that he's going to come back with more because once they set their sights on a world, it's either conquer it or destroy it. Yeah. Very interesting. Show. Pretty gruesome. But pretty awesome. Yeah. Lots of cool. Oh, Zachary Quinton, another one. Yeah. All right. Watch me if you can. What do you okay. got? Uh, so, Invincible still. Close enough. Final Space which is like this cartoon show about this guy named Gary who's prisoner on this ship because he pretends like he's like a Starfleet officer type of guy and tries to fly a ship when their planet's under attack and blows them all up to impress this girl. So he gets imprisoned on a ship and it's about him fighting this alien that's like a nuclear weapon, but it's like super cute. <laughs> and it's named Mooncake. <laughs> And I also started watching this Wolverine anime show on Netflix. That's pretty cool. 
It's very anime looking Wolverine and stuff, but it's pretty awesome. There's anime X Men too. And I rewatched Planet Hulk and it still holds up. Yes, it's a very good one. Because that's where they got the story for Thor Ragnarok. So it's got the same characters, Korg and Meek. And this one has Beta Ray Bill. I thought the other one was going to have it, but I guess maybe they're saving that for the next one. Well, he was a champion. They had a, a, a like a bust of him on the... Yeah. But we'll see what happens. And some animes that I'm watching that I'm really into right now are The Rising of the Shield Hero. If you're into like fantasy-type stories, then you should watch that one. It's pretty fucking cool. It's messed up how... He's treated, but he's still becoming a hero regardless. And another one is Skater of the Infinity. It's about skateboarding. It's pretty cool. And the last one is Demon Slayer, which is one of my all-time favorites right now. Current anime that I really like. It's about demons in like the feudal area, uh, feudal time in Japan, and like how the Demon Slayers dealt with them. Interesting. So, yeah. It's a really cool movie. I mean, really good show. And now there's a movie. You got anything to recommend? I don't, actually. I just started watching a show called Nosferatu on Shudder. I just watched the first show, uh, the first episode. That's about it. I got really nothing. Nothing, really? Nothing. Just that. I mean, it looks good, so hopefully it gets better. I've always wanted to watch the movie, like, the whole time. Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) It's not bad. It's just old and slow. Yeah. Sounds like half the movies you show me. Oh. Oh! <laughs> well, yeah, this has been our episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, remember to keep that high ground, and we'll see you next week. May. I pledge myself to your teachings. Try not to upset him.